a prime secret to mastering the science of manifestation is to realize this. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Welcome to the Manifestation Matters podcast, dedicated to exploring the divine creative power that lives inside us all and how you can use the spiritual science of manifestation to create the life of health, happiness, love, and abundance you deserve. I'm your host, Eric Wall-Robinstein, and I'm glad you're here. I'll be honest. For much of my life, I misunderstood this passage, and radically. I mean, I thought... I understood it. After all, it sounds pretty straightforward. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. A short and to-the-point spiritual teaching designed to help us understand that giving is an act that is objectively better than, or morally superior to, receiving. One that suggests that people who give are more holy or more worthy than people who merely receive. At least, that's what I had been taught. But there's more to this passage than just that. In fact, lying just under the surface is an esoteric truth that points to a prime secret that will help you create boundless abundance in your life. And this is exactly what this episode will be all about. Specifically, we'll be looking at a fundamental misunderstanding that has been central to keeping so many of us blocked from the abundant lives we deserve. And I'll tell you, I can speak from personal experience on this one, and more on that in just a bit. Now, as usual, We'll end the episode with a customized manifestation exercise you can use to put all of this to work in your own life. This week is going to be a worksheet to help you break free from the invisible tether that keeps you bound to the life you're currently living, so you can create the life of your dreams. Make sure to stick around to the end of the episode, and I'll tell you how you can get yours free over on my Patreon page. So, let's get to it. For years, I struggled with what I would now call a scarcity mindset. A mindset or worldview, if you prefer, that is built on a core belief that there is not enough in this world to go around. And let me pause here to caution you that don't let that word mindset throw you. Because I know it gets tossed around an awful lot, especially in personal development circles. And it's an easy one to dismiss, which is something I did for years. Yeah, yeah, I have a positive mindset, I would tell myself. But here's where I'm going to invite you to pause with me and recalibrate. For your mindset is more than just being 
relatively positive or relatively negative or relatively happy or relatively sad because your mindset is literally what your mind is set to manifest. And I'll say that again because it's so important. Your mindset is literally what your mind is set to manifest. So it's way, way more important than just having a good attitude. But back to the story. Now, for me, my particular flavor of scarcity mindset had to do with financial scarcity around the idea that money is a finite commodity and that there is, quite obviously, not enough to go around. All of which made it seem logical that it would be difficult, if not downright impossible, for me to create the wealth and abundance that I desired for myself. And this is something, by the way, that I can draw right back to my parents and my grandparents, a story for another time. Now, it's important to note that a scarcity mindset around money isn't the only game in town. You could just as easily have a scarcity mindset around your health or around love and relationships or spirituality or even having enough energy to do the things you love. And each of us, it turns out, have our own unique expression of a scarcity mindset. Some of us may feel completely abundant about issues around money, only to have a scarcity mindset when it comes to our health, for example. Or maybe your life is brimming with love and health, but you're convinced the universe has its boot on your neck when it comes to financial abundance. But no matter what your particular expression of a scarcity mindset is, I can promise you there is a very strong and direct correlation between the type of scarcity mindset you have and what is showing up in your life right now. Or we could also state that positively and say there's a very strong and direct correlation between the type of abundance mindset you have and what is showing up in your life right now. And as usual, I'm not asking you to believe me on any of this. Just take a look at your own experience, both today and in the past. Take an inventory of the types of thoughts and beliefs and fears you have around money. And then take another inventory of your experiences and your circumstances around money. And maybe even do the same with the other areas of your life as well. With your health, with your relationships, with your overall happiness. And as you do, keep a sharp eye out for any apparent correlations between your mindset and how your reality is outpicturing itself, between your thoughts and beliefs and your actual experience, both on the positive and the negative sides of the ledger. I think when you do this, if you're really paying attention, you just might be surprised at what you find. No matter where on the spectrum 
from scarcity to abundance, you might live. And no matter what lane you're talking about, from finances to health to relationships to something else, when you look closely, I think you'll see what I saw. Because once I started to pay close attention to what was really going on in my own life, namely how my recurring failures, together with my successes as well, could all be attributed to the very same phenomenon. And that phenomenon was my allegiance to the past. Whether that past came to me in the form of memories in my mind or in the form of the present moment, remembering here that the so-called present is little more than an echo of our past thoughts and feelings. As we discussed in our last episode, leave the dead facts alone. So let's take a moment here to talk about exactly what we mean by allegiance. An allegiance to the past has to do with our insistence on using our own past experience as the cloth from which we construct our self-image. A self-image that includes our beliefs about who we are, our notions about what is possible for us, and our feelings about our general station in life. This allegiance causes us to look to our past and then reflexively, and largely unconsciously, come to conclusions about what our present and our future experiences are likely to look like. And while this seems like a totally reasonable and understandable thing, I can tell you it's a big, big problem for anyone interested in seeing anything other than more of the same in their life. Because, let's not forget, those reflexive conclusions that are cut from the cloth of your past experiences, those conclusions are your mindset. Again, what your mind is literally set to manifest. And each and every one of those beliefs, of those convictions and those expectations, whether limiting or empowering, are acting as instructions that are being fed directly to the creative power of the universe, to God within you, to your imagination. So let's take a look at how this might play out practically using the example of money. Let's say early in your life, you're lucky enough to experience financial abundance. That perceived experience has an effect on your self-image. Your family lives in a good neighborhood. You go to school with other kids who generally feel loved and supported in life. You all live in nice houses. You drive around in nice cars. You have plenty to eat. You go on family vacations, and it all leads to you believing yourself to be someone who is relatively abundant. It's creating a set point in your mind, a mindset, 
that gives rise to certain thoughts and expectations and feelings that we might call an abundance mindset. Now, on the other hand, when early in life, or honestly at any point in life, when you have challenges related to money, especially if they're consistent challenges, those experiences also affect your self-image. Maybe you struggle to pay the bills or you see friends and family living lives that seem completely out of reach to you. And no matter how hard you try, you feel tethered to a life of lack and struggle. Now this too, as you might imagine, begins to create a mindset. And this gives rise to thoughts and expectations and feelings, but this time in a way that implies a reality of constant financial struggle and worry. A very different mental set point that in this case we'd call a scarcity mindset. But here's the most important point. In either case, whether you have an abundance mindset or you have a scarcity mindset, this mental set point is reliably impressing upon your subconscious, which dutifully obeys its instructions and outpictures your reality in the exact way that has been commanded by your mindset. And this brings us to the most important takeaway in all of this. You see, for years, while I was telling myself I was a good manifester of health and a piss-poor manifester of wealth, what became clear was that I was an amazing manifester of both health and wealth. It's just that when it came to wealth, I had a different mindset than I did around health. So my instructions to my subconscious around health were very different from the instructions to my subconscious around wealth. In other words, the problem wasn't that I couldn't manifest the financial state I desired. The problem was I was feeding the subconscious the wrong instructions and I didn't even know it. But here's what snapped me out of it. It was when I remembered that, as the scriptures from both East and West tell us, it's all consciousness. My entire experience is consciousness. My thoughts and dreams my fears and my angst, my body and mind, everything I see, everything I hear, and everything and everyone in the world at large is all consciousness. And as such is a mere reflection of what I am projecting in imagination. It was this that helped me to see that I really was an incredible manifester of abundance. Not only around health and wealth, but in every 
conceivable way. Here's what became clear. If everything is an expression of consciousness, and it is, and my very own imagination is consciousness, and it is, I created it all. I created the mind-blowing wealth of Jeff Bezos. I created the health and vitality of Serena Williams. I created the bottomless love and compassion of Mother Teresa. I manifested that because everything is consciousness. Or we could say, as all the great teachers of the Law of Assumption would tell you, everything is you pushed out. And that means I was already manifesting a world of staggering financial abundance. But, here's the rub, at the same time that I was manifesting this abundance, I was also manifesting a version of myself who didn't have access to that abundance. And I can tell you, the same is true for you. If you're personally struggling financially, you don't have an abundance problem as much as you have an ownership problem. You're already manifesting abundance in the world. Just look around. Abundance everywhere. And because everything is consciousness, everything is you pushed out. You created it all. The only problem is that you've manifested an experience in which the human character at the center of it the one you take yourself to be, does not yet have possession of the abundance that you yourself have created. So the good news is that you've already done the most difficult part. You've already manifested the phenomenal wealth, and we could say the same about health and love and spiritual fulfillment and on and on. Now, the challenge is to simply Reimagine yourself to be the one who possesses that which you have already created. For truly, there is nothing to change but self. And this brings us back to the esoteric meaning behind the passage that we started with. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And it's here that we can plainly see exactly why giving is more blessed than receiving. For when we seek to receive, we imagine ourselves as not having what we want. It is a confession of lack. In our effort to receive, we are unwittingly creating a version of ourselves who does not have that which we desire. And of course, the subconscious and the creative forces of the universe dutifully comply. But when we seek to give rather than receive, we must first have that which we seek to give. 
we must first create ourselves in imagination as the one who is in possession of our desire. Because it is only in that way that we will be able to give it freely to ourselves and to anyone we wish. This is the blessing that comes from giving rather than receiving. And so, the invitation becomes this. Recognize yourself, your I am, your imagination as the creator of all. For everything truly is you pushed out. And then, within yourself, in your own imagination, create yourself as the one you wish to be, as the one who has that which you wish to have. And then as you remain relaxed in faith, you'll see how it really is true. To him who hath, it is given. Well, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for this episode. My wish is that our time today has reminded you of the immensity of your own manifestational powers. And you can now see how you have already created all of your desires, no matter what they are. Your challenge now is only one of occupancy, occupying the state in which you have possession of what you've already manifested into existence. Thanks so very much for taking the time to listen. And as always, a tremendous thank you to all of my patrons whose donations have allowed me to bring this podcast to you. As usual, I'm including in this episode a manifestation exercise that you can use to occupy the state of your heart's desire. It's a custom worksheet to help you awaken to the abundance you truly have already created and to claim ownership of that which you desire. You can get it free on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash manifestation matters. And yes, I'll put a direct link in the show notes. And lastly, anything you can do to help spread the word about the podcast would be more appreciated than you know. Please share it with friends, post an honest review, or give it a thumbs up if you're listening over on YouTube. It all helps to spread these powerful teachings and hopefully to make the world a kinder and happier place. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Mm-hmm.